It's that time again. Let's get started. From the Clatsop County Historical Society, an adventure in history with Matt Burns and Alana Quila. You should never be allowed to talk to people. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking. And now, with today's adventure, it's Mac and Alana. Good evening and welcome to an adventure in history. We're so glad, again, that you're continuing to join us, whether live on the radio or also just listening via podcast. The, the big last show of January. Yes, it is. We finished the first month of 24. And... Most importantly... Is, is it a special day today? It is a special day today. It's my birthday. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. You're 29, right? Right. Oh, wait, I, no, you have kids, so you're 34. I am proudly 44. <laughs> happy to be... In my middle ages. That's a good number. It is. Yeah, yeah I like 40s. Yeah. I mean, 30s were fun and exhausting. And... But but do you, d- doesn't like, don't psychologists always say that you actually feel, you think of yourself as 10 years younger than you really are? Oh, okay. I don't know what psychologists say. I usually just say they. That's they. what they say. Yes. Yeah. That's what so, they say. So yeah, 34, Pe- that sounds about saying. right. Unless you're, yeah. tw- you know, 29 or 21, you don't feel 11. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. You're 44. So, yeah. Way to 44. go. Yeah. It's so, a good round, good round number. So, so because of that, I got to pick today's topic. You did. And I made it all about me. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I just took a page out of your book, Mac. And sometimes <laughs> you, you decide and pick a topic right. based entirely on what you're interested my, in. My selfish uh, needs and desires and interests. And so I did so. it today. And, and I actually showed up and I said, this is what we're doing. Yeah. And it was a secret. You didn't tell me. I didn't. I was, I was like very <laughs> wary about uh, tonight's show. Like, is she going to remember? <laughs> <laughs> or are we just going to talk? Nope. We have a fun show coming up i so, promise so we should get right to it then let's do it so i have, have a word the word the word does it tie into birthdays at all maybe oh. the word of the day this is a, a lost word words that are no longer used we're resurrecting them and this one is love apple love apple and it's two words actually two words and it's a noun it's a noun okay love apple okay so i think a love apple is a a a cake that you give someone you love Ooh, that's a great idea, but it's <laughs> a tomato. Just a tomato? Just a tomato. Oh, that one's not catching on. <laughs> I like that though. I love apple. Not even with Thomas Jefferson's help, that one's not <laughs> catching on. So so in the, uh, they always have a sentence that they use. Mm. They're usually very inappropriate, but this one says, Craig knew the date was officially over when he tried to spear a love apple in his salad and squirted his juice, its juice all over her. So I wonder if it's a like a tiny <laughs> tomato. Oh, it could be. I wonder well, if that's... Well, I don't know. The picture here is just tomatoes. Oh. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> Love that Love apple. I don't like that one at all. That's fun. All right. Let's, um, let's keep going. Yeah. All right. So these are the uh, history highlights, things that happen tomorrow, uh, bar bets, conversation starters, uh, or if you're writing a birthday card to somebody, you might want to say, hey, your yes. birthday is on the same day that this happened. Uh, see, I should have done things for today. I know. So Me. All right. Uh, so these are things tomorrow, January 29th, 1595. Wow. William Shakespeare's play Romeo and Juliet is thought to have been first performed. Oh. But it's officially published in early 1597. So I'm curious if he was like doing the public performances to see what worked and then making some changes and then he publishes it. Oh, that's interesting, right? Yeah. But that's also a little nerve wracking in case somebody 
steals your idea. That's right. Over and over and over again, yeah. as they have done so with movies That's ever right. since then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 1802, the first celebration of Burns Night. Uh, it's uh, in honor of poet Robert Burns's birthday. Oh, you... Scottish poet Robert Burns. Now, uh, you're, <laughs> you're the, giggling. The... I'm like, what is this? Okay, I get it now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mac, I am. I am Mac some Burns. distant, distant, oh. distant, 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 distant relative. Okay, but it's not, Burns not night. Enough, yeah. Not Tomorrow enough, night. Uh, not. Yeah. Not enough that I would claim it. Although I'm always amused. My father used to to tell people how to spell because some people spell Burns with a Y. Okay. He would always say. Burns, like the poet. <laughs> Dad, nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. Even though the poet Robert Burns is fairly famous in literary circles, like the kid at, at, at the, <laughs> right. the hotel desk does not know. Means nothing. <laughs> right. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, 1802, John Beckley of Virginia is appointed the first librarian of Congress. Oh, I like that. That's a good yeah. job. Uh, 1820, King George III dies. Okay. Probably have a broken heart over losing the United States. Oh, right. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, 1845, Edgar Allan Poe's poem, The Raven, is first published. I saw that, yeah. In the Evening Mirror newspaper in New York City. Yep. 1850, Senator Henry Clay drafts the Compromise of 1850 to defuse tensions between slave states and free states over territories won during the Mexican-American War. Hmm. And thank goodness they did that, and then there was no civil war. Right. Oh, wait. Never mind. Right. Uh, 1861, Kansas is admitted to the Union. Welcome to the party. It's the 34th state. Okay. Nice. I lived, 34. I, I lived in Kansas for four years. Okay. Uh, let's see. 1936, the Baseball Hall of Fame elects its first members. Do you have them? Do you have the members? No. Uh, I don't, but okay. it would be like Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth. Oh, how fun. Uh, maybe Honus Wagner and two others. The true legends. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, 1977, Roots premieres on television. I saw that one. Yes. It always disturbed me, and, and I didn't watch it straight through mm-hmm. as a kid, but I probably caught it on reruns or commercials or just little bits and pieces of it. But as a kid, I liked watching reruns of Bonanza mm-hmm. and uh, Lauren Lauren Green okay. was was Ben Cartwright, the father, beloved figure. And in Roots, he plays like an evil slave master. Right. And it was very disturbing to me to see <laughs> beloved yeah. Ben Cartwright. Right. Well, and mistreating people. I mean, Roots was very significant too because Huge. it's mainstream media. It was very, very long, right? It, mm-hmm. The, the storyline continued mm-hmm. and it was tragic and very honest. And so um, it really changed the way when I was looking at that, it changed the way really how modern day history discussions were happening, right? Because history lessons hadn't changed yet at all, right? The history books were still pretty, um, I'll say whitewashed over the subject of slavery. And then young adults and even children were watching this at home with their parents and had the questions of, oh my goodness, is this real? Well, no, it's not real. It's a TV show, but it really did happen. Oh my goodness. You know, I mean, so, um, yeah. So Roots, uh, just as a piece of art was mm-hmm. significant. It was a book first, of course. Yep. Very powerful. All right. And that was an excellent analysis. <laughs> I have nothing to add. Yeah. Oh, you, there you, you go. You said everything you needed to <laughs> say, everything that needed to be said. Um, but our history highlight of the day is a tie. Okay. I have two things. I love ties. So, so maybe we could do a quick discussion of 
which one should be more important. But 1886, Carl Benz patents the Benz Patent Motor Wagon in Germany, the world's first automobile with a burning motor. Oh, has this become Mercedes-Benz? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so automobile. Yeah. Or 1892, the Coca-Cola Company is incorporated in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, interesting. Both have very different impacts, but huge worldwide impacts. And lasting, right? Yeah. I mean, because Mercedes is one of the last few remaining and Coke as well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to... The right. automobile. I guess I'd rather have a Mercedes-Benz. How about that? Than, oh, I, than, than a Coke. Coke. <laughs> <laughs> if given a choice, well, Alana's on let's make a deal. I'm going to take a Pepsi. A, there's a bottle of Coke <laughs> or a Mercedes-Benz yeah. with no strings attached. Easy. One or the other. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently Mac needs to think about it. Right. <laughs> Well, on that. In that perspective. In, okay, but I do have one quick oh, commercial. Okay. Um, casino night is coming oh, yes. February 17th. So um, mark your calendars. It's uh, at the Heritage Museum. It's a lot of fun. It's cheap as can be, and it raises some money for the Historical Society, and it's just tons of fun. So how do I get my tickets? Uh, you can just call us at some point here uh, or come that night. Like we'll, RSVP? You can put your name on a list? Yeah, and, you can. Or um, just show up? You can just show up, and okay. we'll talk about it more. I just want to. Get okay. it on people's calendars. But also, you can start looking for your costume. You, oh. you don't have to wear a costume, but... There are prizes. Flappers. I mean, this is like... Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so I, now we're I, going to I, my I, birthday I, I cut topic. cut your mojo. You were in the middle of, of... Yes, my birthday topic. So I wanted to, <laughs> to look into my generation. And in so, I learned, which I expected, um, that you and I are of the same generation, Mac. <laughs> We are Gen Xers, just barely, <laughs> on both ends, both actually. Ends. We, we are the, the bookends we to are. Gen X. So we define an entire generation. Isn't that nice? <laughs> I mean, I wish Carly was here and we could be does schooling that, her on this. Does that mean we speak for the generation? <laughs> exactly. Are we the official spokespeople for Gen X? I think this is what we tell people not to do, right? Don't, yeah. don't just listen to one source. But so um, I looked into that. And then, of course, you know, the most... Um, the the other generation would be millennials, which is the one that comes immediately after. Um, so we're going to look into them too. So let's just get started because the Pew Research Center periodically updates the age ranges it uses to define the generational groups. And that includes the silent generation, baby boomers, Gen X, and millennials. In 2019, the organization officially added birth years for Gen Z. And since then, they've weighed in on the suggested age ranges for Gen Alpha. So Gen Alpha. I know. Wow. We're, we're like, we're, we're going back. So the, the silent generation, those are the people that are 78 to 95 years old. So 1928 to 1945. Baby boomers, 1946 to 1964. Those are my parents. So my parents were 1946. Baby boomers graduated from high school in 1964. And then Gen X. So Gen X is 65 to 1980. And I was born in 1980, if you don't want to do your math. So 44 years ago today <laughs> was 1980. And that's uh, age uh, 43 to 58. And uh, Mac is not quite 58, but he's getting close. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> I'm 55. Thank you very much. <laughs> Millennials are 81 to 96. So I just barely, thank goodness, um, 
I have nothing to do with that generation. Yeah, you just you just missed it. <laughs> Age 27 to 42. Gen Z, so this is one of the newer ones, 1997 to 2012. So they are now 11 to 26. And then Gen Alpha, brand new. So this is the one that the Pew Research Center is waiting on. They're weighing mm. in on it, but they haven't defined it. Um, but this is born early 2010s to 2015. So this is uh, my children. I mean, I don't know that that name's going to stick. Gen Alpha. Well, to go from Gen Z to Gen Alpha, I I mean, couldn't we have come up with something more creative? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But when the Pew Research revised its guidelines for generational classifications in 2018, Gen Z and Gen Alpha didn't appear on the list as separate categories. Uh, So that is something that's new. So we sort of have a a millennials and then a post-millennials. But Gen X is made up of wonderful individuals who were born and brought up when there was a widespread change in societal values. Due to the massive reduction in adult supervision, the generation was also referred to as the latchkey generation. Were you a latchkey kid? Um, some days of the week. Okay. My mother had a, a part-time job that um, she was gone every Monday, and then it switched every Friday. And when I hit middle school, um, during that time period, for a good year and a half of school, I had a four-day work week. At school, oh. <laughs> because I would frequently right. not go in, oh, <laughs> and then we would write fake notes and right. explain that nobody understood the pattern. Apparently, that me and my sister were gone every Monday right. from school. But, but this was a switch, right? So I was not a latchkey gener- uh, mm-hmm. kid. My my mom did stay home, but um, she differed from most of my friends in that age. So I would say, um, pretty much the majority of my friends' mothers and or. or both parents worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and that wasn't the case uh, for that prior generation. So yeah. definitely changing, getting more All women right. in the workplace. All right. So the reduced supervision was attributed to increased divorce cases, more maternal involvement in the workforce, and increased Yay. child care options, mostly outside the home. So we've got a quiz here. Do you want yep. to introduce this quiz? Yep. Or Millennials I? or Gen X. So you have to decide or see if you can guess which generation each passage, passage below refers to based on several Pew Research reports, reports on Millennials versus Gen X. So Mac. And, and for the record. Yes. Alana has seen this, but she apparently put this together a while ago and covered up the answers. I I have never seen this, and she's actually put little sticky notes over the answers. (laughs) So so this is, for Alana, it's a a sort of a quiz, and for me, it's a real quiz. It is. Okay. So a a leading polling and research company said this about which generation. They are relatively unattached to organized politics and religion. Burdened by debt, distrustful of people, in no rush to marry, and optimistic about the future. I'm going Gen X. You are wrong. Wrong. (laughs) Millennial, though this could have been said about the Gen X population, this was said by Pew's massive March study on millennials. Hmm. So you're going to find out that a lot of them, I think, that could go either way, which you were sort of ranting about this earlier. We'll go to your rant in a little bit, (laughs) though. So number two, which group is, on the whole, more trusting of others? Gen Xers are described as slackers and cynical. Millennials, on the other hand, uh, are often referred to as surprisingly optimistic and idealistic. Oh, that was the answer, I guess. I I covered up the wrong part. So the answer was... Gen Gen X. X. (laughs) Uh, What do you think? So Gen Xers are more trusting on the whole uh, than millennials. Okay. Yeah. You agree? Disagree? Um, I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't have a strong opinion. Okay, well, just 19% of millennials say that most people can be trusted. That's huge. So 80% of millennials say that they cannot. People, most people cannot be trusted. So that disappoints me. Right. I think that has a lot to do with information, though. Mm-hmm. Information overload, maybe. Mm. Um, Pew suggests this might be due to millennials' comparative racial diversity. Sociologists have theories that people who feel vulnerable or disadvantaged for whatever reason find it riskier to trust because they're less well-fortified to deal with the consequences of misplaced trust. Hmm. Interesting. It still disappoints me. Okay. Because I want to believe most people are decent trustworthy human beings well that's why you're a gen xer (laughs) next question where are millennials living versus gen xers who's in urban who's in rural what do you think see you you didn't cover the right thing again i Mm -hmm. I glanced down and then i I did not i looked away quickly oh so ask me again because i was reading (laughs) along where are millennials living are they in urban areas versus rural millennials versus gen xers um i think gen xers are more urban and, and where do we live, Mac? <laughs> we live we, in the thriving metropolis. Where, in, well, see, I live in the big city of Astoria. You live in the, oh. the rural outskirts <laughs> suburb of, of Hammond. I'm pretty sure Astoria, Astoria does not, is not defined as urban. But So millennials want to live in urban, creative environments, uh, whereas um, Gen Xers are often living in more, more rural places. So the top places or top 10 cities that millennials are living austin texas salt lake city utah san diego california los angeles denver colorado washington dc houston las vegas san francisco and then dallas fort worth so huge areas right and and what i would want to know though a deeper dive into these statistics these social statistics Mm -hmm. um what percentage stay within 50 miles of where they grew up. Oh, yeah. Because I think that people are becoming, with with our generation and more in each generation, they are much more mobile. They're not feeling attached to a certain location, even if they grew up there, because they're also not feeling attached to things. Right. Okay. You know, it's one of the reasons that Flavel House, that donors bring us all the time, the teacups and the silver, and they're like, my kids, my grandkids don't want this. Oh. They don't want the furniture. They don't want that. Yeah. And I think, gosh, I would have killed for that at you know twenty five, my first apartment, to have a whole bunch of Victorian furniture. How wacky would that be? Uh, so I <laughs> that just, would have been wacky. I think it's it's a combination of we don't want the stuff, and we we're mo- more mobile. We don't want to have the stuff to to have to move. Yeah. But yeah. see, yeah. I find myself of that. Um, and recently, I did turn down some china. I was just you know, no, I don't want to break it. I don't want the responsibility for it. Mm. Give me your photographs. I'd rather have. Yeah. You know, that's what mm-hmm. I would rather have. Yeah. Okay, so which generation is this person talking about here? The old left-right paradigm is not working anymore. Coming down the pipe are an extraordinarily large number of fiscal conservatives who are socially left. Millennials. That first quote is from Douglas Copeland, author of seminal novel Generation X. (laughs) I'm I'm O for everything. Yes, you're getting it wrong. Uh, The piece described Gen Xers as taking on the monstrous bureaucracy of government and leaning towards a de facto philosophy of libertarianism. Um, There's not really much evidence that this prediction came to pass, though, but that is who he was referring to. Interesting. Oops, I did a double one, didn't I? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Oh, no, this is a second question or second quote. 
Um, unlike with previous generations, we're seeing a newer dimension emerge where they agree with Democrats on social issues and on economic issues lean more to the right. Another quote, uh, raised on the ad hoc communalism of the internet, disenchanted by the Iraq war, reflexively tolerant of other lifestyles, appalled by government intrusion into their private affairs, and increasingly convinced that the economy is rigged against them. This generation can no longer be regarded as faithful Democrats. And as a recent poll confirmed that fully half of voters between 18 and 29 are unwedded to either party. Don't turn the page. So what's... what's who do you well, think that refers to? Well, at first I was thinking it was uh, Gen Xers, but uh, by the end there, I'm not so sure. I think it is. Yep, it, it is. The, this quote is uh, suggesting millennials are definitely leaning uh, much more uh, towards libertarian. Mm-hmm. Um, and this actually is backed up with some data that says it is it is true. Um, Pew says, yeah, that finding voters under 30 have much, much more liberal views on economics, um, specifically than older voters. And see, that's a little bit just from, even though we don't get into politics here, I always consider myself very moderate for that exact reason, that it depends on the issue. Mm -hmm. I'm not all in one camp. But see, this is why this is where you could go on your rant, because this Mm -hmm. is why you're not a baby boomer, because that would be the other choice. You're a Gen Xer, right? Mm-hmm. So baby boomers were definitely very aligned with one party or the other, mm-hmm. generally speaking, right? Um, but things did start to change. And see how much for, for you personally, for your political beliefs is based on what your parents believed? Um, very much so. I'd say, um, yes. I mean, it's it's very much, I, I follow what my parents believed and then some, right? Mm-hmm. I would say that I'm... I, would probably even be more opinionated, but for different reasons too, right? I mean, as a woman, I feel very um, vocal about wanting to speak out for women's rights, of course. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that necessarily, it didn't align with, always with my parents. Okay. So how about you? My parents were totally apolitical. Oh. I mean, they always voted, but yeah. never discussed politics at home. I didn't even know what they were registered as. Yeah. And I still remember as a high school student getting into politics through some classes mm-hmm. and quizzing my parents about certain things. I always remember the one line I asked my father how he felt about abortion. Um, and somehow I couched it in terms of a question of political. And he said, what does abortion have to do with politics? <laughs> and I was like, well, kind of everything from the class I'm taking. Right. Yeah. And, and he gave me a whole discussion of how it, to him it was not. Right. That it was abortion was something totally different. So. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so millennial boy band lyric <laughs> or Gen X boy band? You're all I ever wanted. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, so tell me what you do now because I want you back. Well, that's millennial. You're right. So this one, I actually, uh, it's in, it's 1998, uh, in sync, but what I, cause I did guess this one wrong mm-hmm. because they're Gen Xers. Yes. But I mean much cause they're older than me. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 you're right. It's a millennial song, but Gen X group singing it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Which generation is this passage referring to? Theirs is a world saturated by media and popular culture, from the movies to TV and now the internet, in a way their parents and grandparents never experienced. See, that's tough because for me, because I am at the beginning, 
beginning of this, I didn't feel like I grew up with the internet, but it certainly was my young adulthood. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say that it's it's a, a Gen X. You're right. You're right. And the, the quote actually went on to say, this generation is focused pretty much exclusively on what you can do for me today. Oh, right there. We'd give it away. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, that defines the 80s. <laughs> so very selfish or, you know, I mean, not necessarily selfish, but inward looking. Um, so interesting. Yeah. But it's from a February 1999 Chicago Tribune article called Slackers or Self-Starters. Gen <laughs> X wants to play the career game by its own rules. But we're seeing millennials do that too, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. we're seeing millennials sort of demand um, alternate hours, workspaces, mm-hmm. um, especially with the pandemic, people are, are asking for different even places to work. So uh, which group has higher rates of atheism? Uh, I think it's going to be millennials. Yes, you are correct. Their view on religion are remarkably different from other generations. Here's what Pew had to say. Not only are they less likely than older generations to be affiliated with any religions, they are less likely to say they believe in a God. A solid majority still do, so 86%, but only 58% say they are absolutely certain that God exists. A lower share than among older adults, according to that 2012 study by the Pew Research Center. By contrast, 69% of Gen Xers are absolutely certain that God exists. So, interesting. Um, Which generation is the first modern era to have high levels of student loan debt, poverty and unemployment, and lower levels of wealth and personal income than their two immediate predecessor generations? Got to be millennials. Yes. Uh, Their difficult economic circumstances are in part reflect the impact of the Great Recession, 2007 to 2009, and in part to the longer term effects of globalization and rapid technological change on the American workforce. Uh, Medium household income in the USA today remains below its 1999 peak, the longest stretch of stagnation in the modern area. And during that time, income and wealth, wealth gaps have widened. It got easier as it went along. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you also only have two choices. That's true. <laughs> so the next thing is just um, just more key differences mm-hmm. between the two. So technological savviness and media consumption. The millennial generation is more inclined to the uh, to the use of highly advanced technology. They spend more time on social media and prefer streaming options rather than watching the television. It is technologically savvy generation. It is a technologically savvy generation, while Generation X is moderately inclined to technology, which uh, with less time spent on social media. Gen X also prefers catching up with news through traditional media like the TV and radio. Okay, makes sense. I would agree with that. Uh, Gen X versus millennials at work. Gen X needs independence, values work and life balancing, prefers task-based responsibilities, views a promotion as a reward, and views technology as a learned skill. The millennials, on the other hand, believe in civic duties, sees managers as equals, thrives well in a team setting, prefers getting regular feedback, and takes technology as an integral part of their daily life. Shaping events. Different events shape the uh, gen- two generations. Gen X, for example, is associated with the Cold War, Cold War and the rise of personal computing, while the millennials came to be with events such as increased terror attacks, Great Recession, as well as the explosion of heavy internet usage and social media. Absolutely. 
And then economic habits for a Gen X individual looking at better rates to manage debt is more preferred. They're also loyal to brands and also believe banking should be more of a personal relationship. Millennials have different economic habits. They'd rather shop for products first, look for digital tools to help them manage debts without friction, and would rather have a mobile mobile money managing app than line up in the banking hall. So? So let me ask you this. Yeah. Did you feel... At what points in your life did you feel like I'm part of Gen X? See, I never felt can I? I always the way I always word it is I'm a child of the '80s. I grew up in the '80s, right? And see, and since I was born in the '80s, you know, I I did live in the '80s and I had the '80s hair and the <laughs> '80s clothes. But yes, '90s was my high school experience, and so you know when I hear those that 1998 song, you know that I think of that as sort of my the music I listened to at the time and. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of when you look back now and and people refer to oldies or my daughter the other day said you were born in the 1900s. I mean, she said this like several times now, oh, the no. 1900s. And then I I do feel very different from this generation. I, I feel older <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> Kids will do that to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy birthday and uh, go make some history, everybody else. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us for An Adventure in History. An Adventure in History is created and produced by the Clatsop County Historical Society and brought to you by KMUN.